Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the last episode of 2022, A Little Wiser. I am here with my co-host, Christy Peterson, and we are flipping the script. Is that what we're going to call it today? Yes, we thought it would be fun and interesting for the listeners if I asked Kimmy some questions about this season, give you the listeners um, a little behind the scenes about what happens um, on the podcast from Kimmy's perspectives, maybe some challenges, hopes, where she'd like to see the podcast go. So are you ready? I'm ready. So to start, Kimmy, well, wait, remind me again, how many episodes were in this season? Nine. Nine. Okay. So nine episodes. Okay. So in those nine episodes, were there any standout moment? Was there a standout moment or moments for you that come to mind? Maylee Chapin, I loved that episode. Mm -hmm. I just think that she took me in the moment. I mean, I really like could close my eyes and visually felt like I was with her in that hotel room. Um, Yes. Under the sink. (laughs) Under the sink. Just, yes, texting with this woman she had never met and her parents and – the terrorists coming. I mean, she was just, and then even the, the piece of coming back and like walking in the restaurant and panicking and looking for the exit, like how it just crept into every crevice of her life. So I loved her as a person. I loved her as a storyteller. It had a, a really big impact on me because she just really brought the whole thing to life in a way that really stuck with me. And I, of course, loved Amanda Knox because that was such mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. Um, fascinating interview and such an interesting person to talk to. And she really did change me in a way of like, you know, we've talked about this before, but like how you consume or overhear gossip about whatever people, right? People. Mm -hmm. The ethical storytelling. Yes. Just Mm -hmm. so. And then Tom and Ken, I became friends with. Um, I like to believe friends, but like (laughs) when you, when you spend. um, Did you interview them in person? I interviewed them in person and, and after the pandemic, going back to in person and when I say friends, I just mean I feel like sitting with both of them in person, them telling their story for the first time, it is like impossible to not do that and not have some sort of, you know, meaningful connection. Human connection. Sure. So I think doing those two interviews in person, probably my favorite, one of my favorite episodes being with Melee, and then sort of the less unexpected lesson from Amanda Knox would be my highlights. Oh, 
I love that. Thank you for sharing. So do you feel like just thinking about the Amanda Knox story, do you feel like that interview then impacted how you um, chose the people you interviewed for this podcast or the questions that you asked? I mean, ethical storytelling is probably the reason that I walked away from working in network news because Mm -hmm. my job was to travel around the world and interview people. And, but I was a field producer. So I would, you know, do the interviews and then ship them back to New York where they were edited and turned around. And I always felt like the conversation in the moment, again, I had really connected with somebody. I had earned their trust. It was like a safe space and a meaningful conversation. Mm -hmm. And then you literally ship it in a box. And when it airs on television, wrapped around somebody else's narration and editing and music, they're like splattering blood and like next after the commercial Uh, break. Um, That's interesting. Okay. And so like my intention and my hope and and I understood that the conversation wasn't a two minute of sound bites. It was an hour of two people talking about something real. So it's interesting because like that type of getting away from sensational storytelling, mm-hmm. we still tell really dramatic, harrowing yes. sensational stories. And that mm-hmm. is a constant tension and dance that I am conscious of is these stories, because they're so high stakes and they can come across as sensational because they're all these things, right? Jaw dropping. But when told with intention, when told intimately and responsibly and on the terms of the people who lived it, you know, then there's meaning making, which is the hope. Mm, Um. I really get that. I really can see that connection between wanting to tell, to share really compelling, sensational, to use that word, stories, but to do so in a way that um, has heart, has integrity, um, has that ethical storytelling piece. So uh, I really see that connection between your past work and what this podcast is and how you choose to interview people. So oh, I love that. Um, okay, well, well um, yeah. I think like dramatic entertaining, dramatic stories entertain people and they hook them in. High stakes stories entertain people and engage them. Stories of like the hero's journey, right? Like Mm -hmm. the transformation. So the stories we tell do all those things. And the gift of that is attracting and retaining an audience. But then if the, the heart of it is weaving in the soul and the wisdom and the lessons, like that is the dream, right? Mm-hmm. Entertaining, engaging storytelling with a purpose that, you know, along the way is educating people, is inspiring people, is making them think different. So that is what I'm trying to do every freaking episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you do that. And I think it's really helpful as a listener to hear your the hope. Like you ask the question to the people that you interview what do you hope your listeners will will take from your story? And so that was one of my questions for you is what do you hope the listeners will take from this podcast and from the stories that you share? I think a lot about this notion of feeling less alone in the world. And Mm -hmm. I just personally through 
podcast or, you know, an article or an audiobook or whatever it may be where I have some sort of like internal struggle. I have something about myself that feels a little broken that I feel alone in or confused about. Mm-hmm. And like hearing somebody else openly talk about it and when they're giving information or perspective or inspiration that it can get better, like you just have this moment of like connection without mm-hmm. ever meeting the person. And there's well, something like healing and connective and and really powerful about that. And so that's kind of a nuanced answer, but I, I, don't I think, think so. I think what I hear is that you're saying you feel this connection. There's like this sense of common humanity that we are all in this thing together. And many of us have shared pain points. And there's this really incredible feeling when you recognize that you're not alone in your experience. Yeah. And I mean, the the, the reality is everybody suffers on some level. And that is that, true. that's part mm-hmm. of being human, mm-hmm. right? Um, and as we know, we don't like to compare suffering. <laughs> it all matters. It all matters. Yes. Dr. Edie. Um, so I think like, I like to say these guests are like experts on what it means to do be human, what it means to suffer, what it means to endure. And I think those messages are universally relatable and needed and to to some extent. So I think their sort of heightened life experience perhaps gives them a heightened sense of wisdom and perspective, which benefits other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So to that end, then we've talked a lot about radical transformation. And so I'm wondering whether in interviewing these people, have there been any radical shifts in your thinking about this idea of hope after pain or possibility after these really incredible challenges? I mean, I, what I think is true of anything in life is something you hear over and over and over again, event, you know, like they say, like, you see something, you have to see it five times before mm-hmm. you buy it, or I don't know what these... Um, yeah, you have to say something three times, at the minimum three times before people truly hear it. At least yes. I've heard that. Yeah. Yes. Um, I made up five. Um, <laughs> I might have made so, up three. <laughs> it's four. It's okay, four. it's four. Perfect. Um, so I would say... The constant theme is basically this idea of the only thing, surrendering control and realizing essentially the only thing you have control over is your mind and your thoughts Mm. and the power, because all of it is about everybody there. Obviously, there's external tools to heal, to get through things, to persevere. But so much of it is the perspective and the lens in which you choose to, which as you and I have talked about, does not come easy for, it comes easier for some of these people than others. But I I think they all get that on some level, that their life was completely out of control. Their circumstances were completely out of control. And they all came to some sort of you know, reckoning or awareness that the only thing they could control was how they chose to show up minute by minute and and experience it. And and so I, I think that 
I mean, that's a tall order and it's one that's never going to look perfect because you can't consistently show up with a mindset of hope and optimism and gratitude and all these things we know work. But I think that's a pretty constant theme. Yes, I would agree. So what I hear you speaking to is this idea of an inner resource that we have in us. Sometimes we can't control, we, we most definitely cannot control our outer experience or the resources available to us. Sometimes we can, sometimes we can't, but we always have that internal resource of choice of how we want to approach a situation, look at it, what's our perspective, how do we choose to respond to it? I would agree. When I thought through your various guests, that was something that came to mind for me as well, is the importance of of how we choose to respond. And there's a lot of power in that because it resides within each one of us. Okay, so to shift to something a little bit lighter, um, what about, has anything surprised you, either in the stories uh, that you've heard from guests or your experience of recording? Hmm. Has anything surprised? I mean, the recording situation is ridiculous, as you know, (laughs) because we put out this like very hopefully polished high quality product but in reality like there is like leaf blowers and dogs (laughs) and computers humming and weird fuzzy noises and like awkward we can't turn off the camera and I'm in a trucker hat and like having an interview with some polished person and it's supposed to be audio only so it's really (laughs) a deeply imperfect and often frustrating process. So yeah, it it's like always a learning curve. And um, it's I love but that. It's, <laughs> it, it's so true. But it's fun. And we do it. And we breathe and we laugh. And somehow we get it done. I love that because that's really so true as somebody who has seen behind the scenes in these smaller episodes of what goes on behind the scenes before every recording is. It's comical, which actually the that was my other question was, you know, what has surprised you or have there been any, what have been some of the more funny moments that have really just made you laugh? Oh, gosh, the funny moments. Um, one of the funny moments is there is... <laughs> In the reviews, there's like a review and somehow, you know, people have their little name. Yes. Uh, For whatever Mm -hmm. reason, it was populated as the person who posted the review of the host and the show was Kimmy Culp. (laughs) And so (laughs) my kids are make so much, send me screen grabs of it. And they're like, we know you posted. (laughs) (laughs) So so it's showing up that you're reviewing your own show. Yes. And I'm like, and I swear on my life, I have never, I haven't even given stars to it. I am not (laughs) reviewing. And so, um, I feel like that is funny. And I mean, our some of our guests are freaking funny. Either in the interview, like you've got to have that moment to breathe. So they'll just like say something or there's like a one-liner or like, I think I told you this, Maylee, when yes. we interviewed the, at the end of the interview and she's like, now I have to go eat my feelings. <laughs> like people are just... They're still funny. I mean, they've been through crazy things. And I think people are like surprised. 
but I feel like we laugh a lot, including with the guests, including my kids thinking I posted a review about praising myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners should know that Kimmy is also one of the funnier people that I know, um, both you and your husband. But I'd like to say that you're even more funny than Graham. Yeah, I bring that guy. up a lot. Yeah, I think that's good. I'm glad you do. Um, yeah. I, lo- I love that. Okay, so you had set some clear goals for this podcast at the start of the season. Some of those included to grow your audience, to really engage with your listeners, building community. How are you feeling about those goals as you think back about the season? Do you feel like which parts did you get right? What are parts that you'd like to maybe so, do better change? Amazing growth this season. I think we have 5,000 new listeners just oh, this short. Yeah, yeah, last three months. And big shout out to Tink Media Podcasters. Check them Woo-hoo. out. Um, so I worked with Tink, which is this team of three women who are complete badasses. And they're really like a podcast growth company. So we were partnering with other shows that were like-minded and doing collaborations, some of which you know are going to be airing next year. And I'm doing a lot more interviews on other podcasts. So we have focused so much on quality, storytelling, audio, deliver, consistency, and very little on discoverability, which mm. is how you grow your audience. Sure. Um, and so we like leaned into that in a big way. And it it's a ton of work, right? Because you're recording, you're on interviews, you're collaborating. But it means we can impact more people and we can have a larger community and our guests get more out of it. So that was awesome. And and I hope that just continues and we're going to um, you know, be doing more of all of that. So hopefully you'll find out about cool new podcasts as a result. And then we did advertising for the first time, which I was really nervous about because I'm so precious about the listener experience, but we really want to find a way to make this podcast sustainable and to, Mm -hmm. you know, pay the team and be able to, you know, have that engine run and, and have the finances in place to do that. So that was a big change and something I was really, you know, conservative about doing because I am so, you know, protective mm-hmm. of the listener experience, but I think it's it's working. And Dead. yeah. So okay. those were the those would be the main and then community. We started a Facebook community group. I am just getting in the habit of really going there, but but for next year, that is one of my main goals. A, is to get a regular newsletter so I can be writing to people and connecting in that way. Great. And B, is to get mm-hmm. into that community group so I can be actively engaging and talking with people. So, yeah. Wait, so tell me a little bit more about the Facebook community group. So we just started it. It's it's a Facebook group for all the wiser. And the idea is that people, our community can come there and talk about episodes or you know, maybe after an episode that's topical, like exchange resources or ideas or reactions, mm-hmm. and that I can, you know, chime in there. So that's new, and we're building that, and we're excited about it. You know, I love that. I would just really encourage people to check that out, and I will encourage myself to do the same. And the reason is that one of the great benefits of recording a little wiser 
other than having this moment to connect with you is that I get to think deeply about your interviews. I listen to them. I think about them. I think about the people. I think about the the stories or the strategies that they used in order to uh, overcome a challenge. And I grow more because of it, because I've had that opportunity to think more deeply about the story. So I imagine that that Facebook community group can be just exactly that an opportunity to like really, I don't want to say workshop, kind of like workshop the different ideas and also connect people who've had similar pain points. Yeah. The idea of like getting to know, I mean, people are listening all around the world, which is really exciting when you think about it and to get to know and to interact and to build community. And that's a whole nother layer of opportunity, you know, for I don't know, just for, again, I keep going back to this word of like connection, but, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we grow in community, we heal in community. Yeah. And so to build it on a new, you know, to, to build it in multiple platforms and places so more people can engage is something exciting. I'm committed to. Yeah, yeah. And it's exciting. Yeah. Okay. So then let's talk about your hopes for the, uh, this next season. Where do you, where do you hope that this podcast goes? And let's dream big here, if you're willing. What would you like to see happen? I would like our audience to grow 10x. Okay. Let's put it out I there. Would, sure. I would. Um, I want to just, re- I want to, okay, you keep thinking. I just want to, I just want to um, interrupt for only the moment to say your desire to grow this audience is, um, this is a project that you have felt so passionate about. It's more than a passion project. It's an intention to grow something with integrity, with uh, entertainment, with all of those qualities that you talked about at the start. And so I feel like this this desire to grow is not just for the sake of growing, you know, so that you can make it bigger. It's so that you can make a at least I, I'm speaking for you, but I would say as your friend and a person who's partnered with you on these smaller projects, that your desire to take these incredible stories so that they reach more people with the hope that they support more people, encourage more people, and also that the podcast is sustainable, um, that you can be a good steward of your resources so that you can continue to help also the all the different nonprofits that your guests donate to. I think that sometimes we forget this is a one-for-one podcast that for every person you, every person that you interview, you're, you're donating money. So sorry, I just had to climb up on my soapbox there because I know your heart and your intention. And I'm really excited for see, to see this podcast grow by 10. Yeah, I am too. And it's, you know, it's like scary to even say that out loud, right? <laughs> for so many reasons that, but I really do. I believe that that what we share can and does have a positive impact on people's lives. So like, why wouldn't you want to? And we pour so much like heart and creativity and time. And again, like thought and intention. It's just, yeah. yeah. And so like, if it doesn't matter what you do, like if you believe in your work and you believe that it matters at all or has any value, like you want to reach as many people as possible. So I hope we see a ton of growth in 2023. 23 okay. is my, one of my very lucky numbers. So I'm, I have That's high right. hopes for next year. And I hope that we really push ourselves on the quality of the episodes, how we edit them, the music composition, the guest. Mm. Yeah, but there's so many, you know, 
Erica is so good at the scripts and she's a beautiful writer and John, our music composer, so talented, like Mm -hmm. Tara, who's like interacting with the guests and developing stories and taking all my crazy brainstorm ideas. And so I, it's, you know, the, the collaborations that you and I have done, it's really like a team effort and everybody is taking risks and everybody is using their gifts. And I just hope we all just continue to take risks and to, you know, play and dream big and that where that could collectively take us is hopefully, you know, beautiful and Mm -hmm. beyond our wildest dreams. (laughs) Uh, Laughter aside, I hope for all of those things for sure. Okay. So one last question, and this is a big one. Are you ready? I'm ready. What happened to rapid fire? (gasps) John Lasala, (laughs) our music composer hated it. Okay. much so much um, um it was i loved it that's so funny okay so he was not I know, a fan. I'm, exa- I'm exaggerating john you didn't <laughs> hate it so much but i know that i think he had he's he's really talented editor and composer and i think his point was fair that the the tenor the tone the heart of the connection in the, I keep saying that word, um, in the conversation that may be ending on what do you hope people take from your story, that last kind of mm. breath of the interview was more powerful than, but you know what, I may bring it back. One of the things we're going to look at in 2023 is doing some sort of premium, you know, content membership, Patreon, we're, we're looking into all those models and what that would mean is bonus content, premium content, early content. And mm-hmm. if we do that, that would be the type of thing where I would bring that over for bonus. Uh, well, I love that idea because I am, in fact, a fan of Rapid Fire. I understand John's point, it sounds like, as he felt it maybe cheapened it a bit, like the, yeah. the heart yeah. or the connection that's shared with the story, I will just offer as a flip side that the rapid fire often gave a listener a chance to see a part of the person that you don't necessarily know or learn about as they're telling their story. So there's like this thing. I mean, I would laugh. I think it was funny. And it was really an, a, an insight into a person when, you know, you learn their the, their favorite food or breakfast food or bucket list item or whatever the different questions were. So I totally get John's point and I'd love to see rapid fire come back in either premium content or in some other way. Well, you know, we had to change it to lightning round. Oh, that's right. Wasn't rapid a listener fire. thought rapid fire made them think of machine guns. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> everyone has, everyone Every- has a feeling about <laughs> rapid fire, apparently hot button issue. Lightning um, round, rapid fire. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, and people should chime in if they miss it. Because if people miss it, we will, we are nimble. Yes, Um, you are. And you do listen and take feedback from your uh, audience for sure. I know that. mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, So your last interview was with Austin Hatch. It's an incredible story. And one of the things that I noticed about him is how deeply steeped in gratitude he is. And for a person who's had some tremendous trauma and challenges, it's always really inspiring. So uh, thinking about gratitude, what are you, let's end with gratitude. 
um, this year, what are you grateful for? I am grateful for every, for the people who show up and listen to this podcast from the bottom of my heart, from my bones, from my soul, Mm -hmm. all of it, like the fact that people make the time to show up and experience the work and give me feedback and texts and emails and root me on is, I don't take any of that for granted for one minute. I'm grateful for you and everyone else who collaborates and creates with me. And that's a real gift to work with like smart and talented people. I'm grateful for the 19 year old kid I hired to teach me how to use (laughs) audio equipment so I could do this. I'm definitely grateful for all our guests. Many of them, you know, it, it, it requires so much trust and that they trust me to, you know, with their stories and with their hearts. And um, so, yeah, I'm mm. I'm grateful for all of it. I love that. Well, I uh, am grateful for you, Kimmy. I'm grateful for the opportunity to think deeply about you, the people that you interview, their stories and to have conversations with you. I get so much out of it to actually think do more than just listen, um, to think through it. And how might the lessons of the people that I'm listening to apply in my own life? And it's so interesting because like we were talking about gratitude and I said, I actually said, well, gratitude is kind of boring. And then I was like, it's a terrible thing to say, but I do feel like sometimes we, there's these themes that get talked about a lot and, um, but for good reason. So while gratitude might be something that we say you should have a gratitude practice or maybe it feels tired, but one of the things that I'm truly grateful for is that I am reminded time and again of these these things that we have within each of us, such as gratitude, optimism, hope, these inner resources that allow us to respond to life's challenges with a little bit more ease and even thrive on on the other side of those painful experiences. So I'm grateful for the reminders of the small things um, that allow us to live really full, meaningful lives. Amen, sister. Yeah. And thank you for doing this. As you know, uh, just talking into a microphone by myself is not my strong suit. So being in conversation with you and being able to talk more about all the aspects of the podcast is something I was excited to do. So thank you for that. So welcome. I loved it. Love to everyone. Take care of yourself over the holidays and we will be back on January 11th. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.